friends, and welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a new show that premiered on Apple TV called Invasion. I have been picking up what Apple TV has been putting down. So, since this is the first episode of a new show, before we jump into our feelings, let's take a peek behind the curtains. I just want to ask peers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. So as stated, uh, Invasion is an American science fiction series on Apple TV. It was created by Simon Kinberg and David Wheel. Executive producers, long list here, is Jacob Varenbruggen, Audrey Chan, Amy Kaufman, Andrew Baldwin, Simon Kinberg, David Will, and Eliza Ellis. This uh, episode or the series is going to have a 10 episode arc. I don't see it has been renewed yet. This series has a mixed critical response at this point, only a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I kind of feel, judging by this first episode, that that might be fair. And we'll get into that more as we discuss the recap. Let's talk about our cast here. Now, there are some names and pronunciations I am not going to get right, so it is what it is. Starring first is Goshifta Farani as Anisha Malik, Shamir Anderson as Trevante Ward, Shiloi Kusuna as Mitsuki Yamato, Fearis Nassar as Ahmed Manny Malik, Billy Barrett as Casper Moreau, Ozzy Robertson as Luke Malik, Tara Moeyeti as Sarah Malik, Dasuki Tsushi as Kato, uh, Kaoguchi. And Sam Neal as Sheriff John Bell Tyson. Out of this entire cast, two of those members seem to possibly be dead after this first episode. I don't know. But I think we have covered all rounds in regards to... Well, there is the fact that COVID shut down when they started shooting in mid-March. It resumed in February of 2021. So I might have been feeling that in this first episode, which we might as well go ahead and talk about. This first episode last day was directed by Jacob Burbrugan, written by Simon Kinberg and David Wheel. I gave this episode a 7.9 out of 10. It just felt sluggish in some parts. There wasn't a sense of urgency or suspense or thriller that I am rather accustomed to. Something to suck you in. Other than that surprising moment that we got towards the end of the episode, it felt rather just slow paced, which is fine if you're, you know, putting some suspense behind that. But because we didn't have it, and that might have been just the proximity to characters, that it, it just 
kind of moved along, treaded along more so than like made me really want to jump into the next episode. So I didn't write any notes for this one. So we're going to just start off with the beginning and then kind of go by character arc by character arc. There seems to be three direct ones in this one, so it's easy to follow. We do have the beginning of a man in the desert. And for some reason, like I understand you might not have saw Tremors, but when things that look scary are coming directly at you and the animals have abandoned you because they already know it's not fucking good, why don't you stand there? Run, bitch! Run! We get a taste of the technology or object. It lets out a shriek and that's about all we get from that scene. But we know whatever is happening, it's happening all over the globe. Let's start with the Malik family because we do move to her next, Anisha. I really like this character so far. I felt bad for her. So there was an empathy level. But she seems to live into this quintessential dream of family. She works out in the morning. She takes care of them. She fixes the, the breakfast, the lunch, the coffee, kisses her husband, has her, wakes her children up, has them attack the husband. She watches from the door. I have a blessed life. Until at band practice in school, all of the children start to randomly have nosebleeds one being her daughter Malik but not her son Luke the teacher I don't understand how you waited that long to respond to all of these that's why I could tell that maybe the COVID got may have taken away from what this episode could happen because all I kept seeing was her facial reaction and I'm like girl there's like 15 kids bleeding the one kid is practically like what are you doing squirting it out sir but yeah it took her a long time to react she's called to the school she's in a panic with a lot of other parents the principal says that it might be led but they are calling the cdc and they're shutting down the school and to take their children to the hospital i would have thought that more you know that they would have had ambulance show up and start treating the children at the facility but sure they let them go with their parents and she takes them directly to her, the doctor she calls her husband manny who doesn't pick up his phone and this is what i really hate about people who cheat that have children don't not check your voice messages i understand you're trying to live in this fantasy in which you are not married to your wife but you have children and something can happen and you will never forgive yourself if you was balls deep into someone and your child died, you're never going to reconcile that. The relationship clearly is over and has problems, but your children are not associated with your relationship, not necessarily. So you need to at least fucking check your messages and then leave the chick when you need to. Like, I got kids. So at the doctor's office, he comes in surprised that she performed some type of procedure that was pretty risky in a car. And he seems to give her a hard time about that. Like, are you a doctor? No. 
but I have medical experience, clearly, or I would not have done said procedure that you know you would have probably done yourself. And then he asked, well, where did you go to college? She says, Harvard. Where did you? Ask me that, you talk dumb ass. Don't be quiet now. He says the children are fine, doesn't have an explanation as to why Luke did not have a nosebleed. But then they go home. And she was so cute making everybody tea, Sarah. And then she realizes, or her son is like, where's dad? He hasn't called back. And I see that he is not in the city as you are telling me. <laughs> so she's like, wait a minute, let me call him. He's not picking up the phone. She decides to take the kids on a field trip when they were sleeping. <laughs> Maybe they fell asleep on the way there. And she goes up to a house. Turns out the woman is a real estate agent, which is why they're at this particular house. I'm like, wow, you really is a gold digger, Manny. But alas, um, don't care that the windows are open. They get all half frisky and the kitchen was just nasty anyway, because that's where people eat. So she is devastated. I thought the acting was good here. I even loved it or loved how she confronted him later on because I know how I would have been reacting to that situation. Little tape around his body, the fucking homicide. His face is on a t shirt and his family's traumatized. I didn't even need a shooter. He just caught me by surprise. I reloaded my pistol, copy it back and shot him twice. His body dropped down. Mind you, that was my younger days, but I feel very much in this moment like we have children together, right? So she decided to go back to the car, you know, not traumatize them and bring them into the situation. Being a responsible adult, which usually happens, hopefully, when <laughs> two people are together and they have children, they can act rationally. And then she goes home and she tells them, eat whatever the fuck you want. I'm about to sit here and cry behind. <laughs> I'm about to feed myself some chocolate and wish this was wine. But I love what she or how she, as I stated earlier, confronted him. Because, of course, every woman is going to feel the need to go on the other woman's page. See what it is that they have that you don't. Like, what do you see in this person? start to make that comparison which is so hurtful that's the most hurtful thing about it and thus she starts liking some of the meals that she cooks because apparently she's a chef on the side so when he gets home all types of late as fuck how much she was at a pitch i was out with the guys uh-huh she's like oh i made some dinner for you i thought you'd be hungry Oh, don't be rude. Go ahead and eat this delicious meal that looks awfully familiar. Have this beer. Oh, this is not like you. Really? This is what you like, isn't it? It was at this moment that he knew. He fucked up. He realized she was upset. He then put it together. And she just really wanted to know why. You know, is it because she's blonde? Is it because she's American? Is it because she's white? Is it because she cooks great meals? What is it? I gave up everything for you. 
you know i gave up harvard apparently and that's a fucking lot and i do everything for you why would you do this to me she really just didn't understand this came out of nowhere and he replies that she isn't you and as much as he's an asshole at least he's an honest one because i feel in that moment he was saying i just didn't want the monot i didn't want what was what i had what i already had achieved and that's an innate part of the human species we like to pretend we're so much more elevated than our base instincts but i think monogamy is the thing in which we made up like so many other things to conform society because sleeping with everyone and taking risky sexual you know and and the idea of love i'm not saying that it can't exist or that it shouldn't exist i'm just saying the idea of monogamy in itself you can choose to but it's also it's it's understandable it's not without the realm of within the norm when it doesn't even if it has been for a certain amount of years like when people get together for 15 16 years i think that is a a great amount of time with someone and it's almost as if you know you're you're wanting something to push up the same conversations and the same it just depends you can be lucky and find that person but it's not necessarily the fault if it simply does not work out in that i don't i'm not saying it very eloquently but i do believe that it's a human nature to especially for men which is why you do see statistically i mean i think women are doing it just as much or a lot more than they used to but are the the cheaters because there is this sense of chasing a feeling uh that that makes them feel less like they're falling into monotony and more like the person they were when they're young women we tend to for the most part accept it a lot easier (laughs) or mortality than men do but that's all on a whole different subject right as she asked and who am i there appears to be an earthquake now earlier there was a power outage so now the power goes out and it looks like there's an earthquake they go and get their children and then she looks outside and it looks as if you know it's done some pretty horrific damage though it was rather cloudy so i think this is just another unfortunate side i think this was meant to be a much wider substantial shot especially by the way in which she was looking at her husband like holy shit something's going on we can then move on to the mitsuki and kato story arc now it took me a minute to i don't know where in the united states of america the maliks are i didn't catch that i know this must be japan because they have jasa (laughs) i think that mitsuki is a communications officer and kato is clearly an astronaut she's about to head to the stars on a very long mission to the iss international space station 
so that they can understand the effects on the human body so that they can have you know more insight to exploring other places like mars everyone wants to go to mars I'm like we're, we're not gonna live there man it's just some i mean the united states has 50 fucking states i've been to about three my uh my goals are rather <laughs> large in comparison to others is all i'm saying so i'm guessing in japan a lesbian affair is illegal so they definitely are keeping it under the low because she has herself a beard something that is discussed a, a very well-known actor well known for being horrible as an actor mitsuki is hearing this discussed with her co-worker and then there seems to be a malfect malfunction and i think it's an excuse just for kato to see her and they both say a similar sentence i will miss the sunrise which i'm guessing is a way they say i love you before she goes into space later she comes home and that's when it's more further revealed that they are actually in a relationship i thought the way they were looking at each other was pretty evident but we see that she put the star up on her bed so she could see her that's where she's at and she left her a note the next morning she sends her a photo of the sunrise from their room together and that is when one of her fellow astronauts is like do you see that she's like no i'm in this warm glow of love and that's when the entire rocket ship seems to explode i don't think that she made it <laughs> i don't think you can repair a hole in a rocket ship even though we didn't see her go out she held on to something but i'm pretty sure the vacuum of space is uh it's gonna eventually catch up to her i don't know but it seems as if this character is dead speaking of another character that appears to have died this episode is sheriff john bell it is his retirement day he doesn't seem to be too happy about it he kisses his wife goodbye he comes to the police station they've already packed his shit up and removing his name I'm Wanda Wise, I believe is her name, plays his deputy. And that accent she was doing, Lord Child, it was terrible. It was awful. They're in Oklahoma. On his last day, he gets a call out for a stolen truck. The brothers seem to be meth heads. But when they go out to investigate all of the crows circling a crop circle, a crop circle is so stereotypical. Why don't you just make a triangle, a rectangle, a pentagon, anything else besides the same? played out shit in every genre just set yourself apart is all i'm saying they also find the truck and he knows something is up because they left a wallet behind then all of a sudden some locusts attack and instead of going out the fucking open door he just allows himself to be <laughs> overwhelmed afterwards they go to some confederate flag meth head how is it you hate black people but you love listening to hip-hop that just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh, my. My, my, my. You got the neo-Nazi being 
Like, I'm tough. I'm cool. I'm not saying shit. Who you talking about? Kiss my ass. He straight up called her coon when she came into the room. So I knew it was going to go down. And his face looked like that. Like, you know I'm about to assault you, right? He punched him in the throat. Don't you know it's my last day? I got zero fucks to give. He points them in the direction of the girlfriend. The girlfriend... She admits this was all a scam and that they were supposed to run off to Mexico and that's where they are right now, leaving her behind. He's not happy with this obvious resolution and explains why a little later to his deputy, saying that, look, my legacy ain't shit. I had an opportunity to understand what my heavenly calling was to become a police officer with this girl named Gracie who was kidnapped. They found her. She was unharmed didn't even seem to be in any great duress because she was coloring in a tv guide eating snacks the town was going to throw a parade he was going to get his medal of honor and then the dad took her to get some ice cream the day before the parade and a truck ran off the road she went through the windshield and died on impact jesus christ he has to live up to his daddy, so this is very disappointing that nothing has come about in all of this time, just keeping people safe and not actually doing something heroic. But if you really think about it, that's exactly what your job is to do, is to keep people safe. If you really wanted to put that much metal to the pedal, you can go out and, you know, go into the city. <laughs> There's plenty of criminals that you can take down if you want a, a way more action-packed career so then he goes to his retirement party where the mayor presents him with a plaque and he is told to read it so he does and it of course talks about him having a pretty unexciting legacy it gets to him he decides to just walk on out go out in the middle of nowhere and think for some reason that chet and cole if that is indeed their names or cow somehow would be breathing under dirt but he sees something moving in the dirt and he doesn't think to be freaked the fuck out like i would it's the middle of the night i'm in a cornfield i've watched enough alien movies even if it ain't that to know that it could be i don't want to be out here i ain't even got my gun i'm in my regular dress clothes you see something metallic emerge and then it punches him in the back of the head and it looks as if he is dead before above him we see some other type of technology not sure what it is and i was like what what the fuck is everyone just dying why the fuck you dying why you always dying oh my god stop fucking dying that is how they ended the episode which was a, a bit of a shocker cliffhanger i'm intrigued I am curious to see how this show unfolds and develops. I am all in for the 10 episodes. Uh, I do like the diversity of the cast. There are no Caucasian leads in this show, which I think is something to be really applauded for Apple TV doing. They seem to be very invested in bringing these types of shows into more prominence. And hopefully other uh, stations start to take suit. But when they're successful, it makes it a lot more <laughs> of a statement, right? So we'll see. 
If you want to send feedback for the next episode, blackrockcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. <laughs>